Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. Hey, this is the WCHL podcast. I am the WCHL commissioner, Christopher Perry. Uh, on the other end of the line, there is my very best friend in all the world. It's the uh, ice uh, ice caretaker extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the general manager of the University of Oklahoma hockey program, and the head pom pom man for OU hockey himself, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Hey, hey, hey. How is it going, Andrew? I heard before we hit record on everything, you said, man, you're settled in, you've got your nice cup of hot cocoa, and you're just ready to go. I'm ready to, I'm ready to knock this bad boy out. Is it, is it so cold here in, in, in central Oklahoma that you're you know, huddled around a, a steaming hot mug of hot cocoa? No, no, no. This is uh, my mom. Every winter, my mom makes a uh, special recipe of dried powder that you mix into Mix into hot cocoa, and uh, so it's really delicious, and I have been drinking it throughout the weeks of the podcast and all that, and I am down to my last one tonight. So wait a second, your mom, you know, you can go to the store and buy this off the shelf. It's called Quick, or Swiss Miss. Oh, this stuff blows blows Swiss and Quick Mix and all that stuff out of the water. Well, wait, what, what does she put into it that's so special? Does she add a little, uh, you yeah. know, extra, extra something, something that might you might have to get from a dealer on the corner or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. A little pick-me-up? Yeah, something like that. A little bump? <laughs> it's, only, it's only way I can make it through the podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. All right, all right. Well, thanks, Mom, for thinking of us. I appreciate you very much for thinking of the rest of us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for nothing there, Mom. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of nothing, Andrew, we had no WCHL games over the weekend. So, huh, this is a short podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, catch you next yeah, week. All right, see you later. Adios, adios, adios. We're done, we're done. Here we go. Andrew, get us out of here. We'll just sit here and go, oh, oh, okay, all right, never mind. We did have games. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a few games to talk about. Well, yeah, we, didn't, we just didn't have them in the WCHL, right? Missouri State was off. Missouri State is the only team that's playing in the uh, WCHL this season. And uh, w, the Missouri State Ice Bears had the weekend off. And their Division I uh, season at least the regular season is over, but we did have some games over the over the weekend uh, of note. In, in fact, Andrew, your well, let's start with my B conference. Yep. Uh, Midland uh, had a home and home with Iowa State, and Midland um, Midland split with Iowa State, which is pretty good. Yeah. How about that? Got them in OT. Got them in OT. Had a nice little comeback and uh, tied the game up late, and then won it in overtime. To take a six to five win on Friday night at Midland, and then of course the next night, they just totally went and you know bled all over the place and got pounded twelve to two by Iowa State. Oh. So it kind of defeats you know that tie on Friday night kind of goes by the wayside with a ten goal beating the night <laughs> yeah, the next night. Yeah, like that kind of kind of washed yourself out there, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, but uh, nevertheless, Midland and Iowa State split. McKendry and Maryville. Um, we're playing basically for the uh, B conference championship 
and uh, Maryville and McKendry split for the weekend. Maryville uh, beat McKendry five to four. Had to hold on for dear life to win that game, and then uh, lost four to two on uh, Saturday night. So McKendry kind of put a little uh, put a little scare into Maryville. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Maryville took the season series from from McKendry. It was I think they played a total of like seven times, and Maryville beat them five out of the seven times. But uh, still, here at the end of the season, a little squeaky bum time there for Maryville. Yep. After, if they'd have just taken care of business, then we wouldn't have to worry about what the rankings look like. But uh, no, they go and split. Yeah, go and split. So, how about that? Then we got your then we got your favorite team of all time. Ohio goes on the road to its oh. uh, to the only team that it plays with on a regular basis. Oh. The guys of God themselves, Liberty, um, and Ohio splits. Uh, how about that? Ohio Ohio wins three to one on Friday night, and then just loses seven to four on Saturday night. First 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 time they beat Adrian all season, I believe. It's Liberty Liberty Ohio Liberty Ohio Liberty. Yeah, what, oh, what did I say? You said Adrian, silly. Oh Lord, I was looking at the rankings as I said that. That's yeah, said well, that. you 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 then you counted on the Lord again, and he came through and said, "Sorry, Andrew, yeah, Liberty." Yeah. He was going to yeah, smite first, you. Yeah, first time they beat Liberty all season, isn't it? I think so. I think so. So How yeah, about good for them. Hey they, hey, they beat Liberty. That'll probably uh, that'll probably shake up the rankings here in a little bit, won't it? <laughs> maybe it'll propel Ohio to number one. We'll have to well, hold our breath maybe, and see. Yeah, maybe there is a new number one out there. We'll have to see. The n- number one team in the nation last week, Robert Morris, played a home game against Mercyhurst and just smoked oh, those guys eight to nothing. Eight, yeah, eight nothing. How about that? And then uh, Adrian played a uh, had a pair of games a Thursday Friday affair with Calvin, and um, uh, Adrian won both of those games six to one and three to one. And then my uh, last but certainly not least, um, well, you know what we had the the I call the I always get confused. I want to call this the Wooster Hoosier Athletic Conference, but it's <laughs> yeah. the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Yeah, the Wolverine just doesn't sound right, does it? No, no. So Wooster Hoosier sounds better, but it's the WAC, W H A C. They had their conference playoffs, and um, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Indiana Tech comes out on top, beating Aquinas two to one in overtime to take the WAC championship. And to earn the whack auto bid to nationals, so uh, kind of kind of exciting there. It's uh, Cleary beat Rochester College on Friday night. That's kind of a play-in game because they had yeah. five teams. And then uh, the next day on Saturday, they had the semifinals. Indiana Tech smoked Cleary eight to nothing, and then Aquinas beat Concordia Ann Arbor in overtime three to two. And then the next night, um, on Sunday or the next afternoon, Indiana Tech and Aquinas again went to, or they Aquinas goes to overtime again, and Indiana Tech comes out on top. And the nice thing was those games were played at Indiana Tech, so I guess it uh, speaks to the power of home ice advantage. How about the score from the Waldorf St. Cloud State? <laughs> there we go, the B Conference. The Waldorf Warriors went on the road to finish their season at uh, Men's Division II St. Cloud State, and holy smokes. (laughs) If you remember, Andrew, a couple of weeks ago, St. Cloud came to Waldorf. Actually, Waldorf is in Forest City, Iowa, for those who don't know, but they play in Albert Lee, Minnesota, which is about 30 minutes away. 
from yeah. the college. So St. Cloud State comes down to Albert Lee and was given Waldorf all sorts of fits. And then the only goaltender that St. Cloud State has goes down with an injury. So they delayed the game 25 minutes. A skater went into the locker room and dressed up in the goalie's gear. And Waldorf comes out on, they ended up scoring like six goals on the guy and come away with a decisive big time victory. And uh, then the very next night they, you know, the injured goalie tried to make a go of it, but he, you know, he just basically stood there in net. And if it hit him, it hit him. And if it didn't, it, it yeah, didn't. So be it. Yeah. yeah. And so they got killed and, that's kind of what happened in this past weekend, huh? Sheesh. How about that? Night Waldorf and St. Cloud State, 19 to 2. Oh. 19 to 2 on Friday night, and they followed up with a 16 to 6 oh. killing on Saturday <laughs> night. Oh, how about Waldorf? 11 skaters, two goaltenders. <laughs> Let's see. St. Cloud State, 13 skaters and one goaltender. The yeah. poor kid. The poor kid saw 59 shots and he saved 40 of the 59. <laughs> oh man. How about oh. that? I mean, he saves, oh. he has a 66 save percentage on, on 60 oh. shots, man. I don't mean to laugh at the poor kid, but holy moly. Well, it's a uh, good. Those are the only four games that Waldorf has won all season long. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I guess it shows that, well, I don't know where St. Cloud state ranks in the, Division two ranks. I can't believe they rank very high up, but yeah, uh, I, would I think so. I guess it shows that Waldorf, in terms of uh, quality of competition right now, is somewhere between the Division two and the Division one level. Yeah, kind uh, of in between or a little bit. Yeah, because they you know didn't win at Division one, but they won all their games at Division two. So, so that's the uh, that's the week that was in the ACHA, Andrew. And hey. so you know what that means. We got to go and look to see what happened in your factor fiction predictions. Oh, I don't think I fared very well this this week in my factor Actually, I think you did. I think you did. Did I? Yeah. First, we said Ohio wins at Liberty, and you said fiction. Yeah, I thought Liberty would pull the sweep there. Yeah, so that's an X. So you were wrong since Ohio did win at Liberty. But here we go. I think you get on a roll here pretty quick. You said Midland splits with Iowa State. I that, called that one. You said fiction. You said Iowa State was going to beat them. So oh, that was no, that was no good. Oh for oh for two. Oh for two. And then on our little side bet there we we have with number forty, the over under on ten penalty minutes. You took the under. Oh, oh and I got it. I nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed Six it. Six penalty minutes. There you go. Goal and two assist on the uh on the point side of it. And and he got rocked too. I don't if if you look in the second game, Matty Moran for Iowa State rocks the kid with a, uh, a major head contact penalty and a DQ and yeah. just rock the kid into next week. So Matty Moran from Iowa State, is that's his second. In fact, that's his second. Oh. Iowa State's 24. That's his second head contact DQ of the season. So he is literally out for the next two games that Iowa State has. Oh, that's no good. Well, lucky for them, it's at their conference playoffs and not at nationals. Yeah, but uh, yeah, poor number forty just got rocked into next week with a head contact, and he's a little that's loopy. No, that's no bueno. So, uh, so, so, so far you are one and two. Um, McKendry sweeps Maryville. You said that was fiction, and that's true because they split. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's another win. So now you're you're batting five hundred. Yeah, two and two. Um, you said I asked, would Robert Morris be number one next week? You said it was fiction. 
Three and two. Three and two. You win that one. We'll get to who the new number one is, but there's a three and two. And then we finish it up with March Madness. I said Andrew would be glued to the TV during the weekend, just absolutely enamored with all the basketball that was on TV. Did you watch any of it, Andrew? I couldn't even tell you who's playing right now. Well, I'm okay. All right. So I guess that's a big no. So <laughs> you said you said fiction, no. so that's a win for you. So that's four wins and two losses. I, I think that's like the fourth or fifth, sixth week in a row here that I've just been on fire with factor fiction. I think so. I think so. I think you're you're getting to be kind of like a, a a pretty good little guru at this. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Well, we'll see. I'll tell you, Andrew, if you didn't watch any of the basketball, you're missing out because there were some fun games. There were the some fun I, games. The only thing I saw in basketball was uh, the girl from, I think it was Oregon, that called out the NCAA because the men, the men had a sweet little weight room at the convention center they were playing at or whatever it was, and then she looks over and the poor girls just had one of those old A-frames with like six or seven dumbbells on it. Yeah, and then they had two little plastic, uh, like eight, six, eight or eight foot tables, uh, one for clean yoga mats and one for used yoga mats. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's the extent of my March Madness knowledge right there. The uh, the disparity in uh, between what the women were provided at, the, uh, at their March Madness uh, event in San Antonio uh, versus what the men were provided in uh, Indianapolis is it was stark and it was startling and it was uh, it was wrong. So, yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? I, I, just a little sidebar. Allow me to just give me give me one minute. One of the things I'm I'm proudest of, you know, for a year I had the pleasure of being the interim executive director for the ACHA. Yep. And it was the year that nationals were uh, back in Columbus. It was what I call Columbus two, our second year of being in Columbus. And our first year in Columbus, um, we the ACHA uh, committed to televising every single game from every single division. But at the last minute, for whatever reason, the leadership at the time decided, eh, women's too, they don't need to be televised. Nobody pays attention to them anyway, so we're not going to televise their games. That's going to cost too much, so we're going to cut their games out. And so every women's two game, except for the final, was not televised. And there was a couple of women's one games that had to be played at a different site. Those also were not televised. Um, and by televised, I mean broadcast on YouTube or whatever it was that they were doing. Yeah. Go live, I think was what it was at the time. Uh, one of the things I was proudest of, um, you know, I didn't do much during my season um, other than cause an awful lot of chaos and heck <laughs> and, and make a lot of people angry. But uh, one of the things I was proudest of was we treated all five divisions the same. And yeah. every single game from every single division got televised or broadcast, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it that was going to happen. And it wasn't even a question. It just, you know, that's the way it was, and we made it happen. So uh, I was proud of that, and it's the it's kind of, well, that's how we, we followed the same suit in uh, Frisco. For Frisco yep. 1, obviously Frisco 2 was canceled. I don't know. Well, women's two now is uh, canceled for this COVID year, but women's one is going on in Minot. And uh, so, anyways, um, you know, not not trying to you know break my own arm or anything or pound my own chest and slap myself on the back or too much, but I, I thought it was I thought it was uh, important that we acknowledge that uh, those girls play just as hard as the boys and uh, yeah, totally. You know, it's a different kind of a game. It's not may not necessarily be my kind of game, but um, you know they put in the same amount of effort and the same amount of time yeah, and the same they, amount of devotion, and they yeah, deserve they, the same amount of exposure. 
Yeah, they, they do. You know, I've, I've, I've argued this point with a lot of people, kind of that same realm, because I get tired of listening to the NCAA athlete compared to the ACHA club athlete. And, you know, it's kind of the same ticket there, right? Yep. These ACHA kids have put in as much time and effort as the NCAA kids have, you know? It's yep. Some, you know, so same ticket there, kind of, you know, it's no difference in, at the end of the day, right? No difference. Now, you know, all that being said, I had the opportunity to also be the commissioner for one of their conferences, and I politely declined because <laughs> that's a whole bunch of, there. there's, you know, it, it, how can I put it politely? It's uh, 10 different cats going 10 different ways. Yeah. There's there's no uniformity yeah. or unanimity or yeah. collegiality a, going on. It takes a special person to kind of lead something like that, right? Yeah, and it, it was not me. So anyways, um, so, so, so there we go, yeah. So you watched yeah. a little bit of March Madness. Uh, you just watched it on TikTok via the Oregon basketball ladies. Yeah, I think it came, I think it came across my, uh, my Twitter feed maybe. All right. And I clicked on it for a second to see what she was talking about. Well, you miss some. You miss some pretty good games, there, Andrew. You should pay attention. Basketball's not bad. Oh. It could be fun. It can be fun. Oh. Some, I, I I didn't have a skin in the game except for one team, Oklahoma, obviously, since I graduated yep. from there. Uh, but I rooted. You know, rooted for Colorado. Uh, wanted to see some other teams uh, win. Wanted to see some other teams lose. I always like rooting for the underdog, and uh, a lot of underdogs won. So that was kind of fun. So I did see uh, what was it ORU? They they made it a couple of rounds. I saw. Yeah. I saw that, and the only reason I saw that is because you know from you and I being around here at Oklahoma, we we laugh at any time Texas has any kind of misfortune, right? So <laughs> we kind of laughed at ORU got them. So you know. Yep. Yep. Actually, I think uh, Abilene Christian got Texas. Yes, Abilene Christian. ORU yep. got uh, Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then uh, then they took out Illinois. Which was uh, kind of nice. So, anyways, good times, good times. Expect a miracle there from the uh, Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts. And uh, but I was rooting for, you know, uh, Colorado State. They didn't make the 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 con- they didn't make the uh, the dance. They're in the NIT. Uh, Arizona didn't make it this year. Arizona State didn't make it this year. And uh, you know, so Utah Grand Canyon made it, but then they got bumped in the first game. So uh, that was kind of uh, it was kind of fun to see that Grand Canyon made it. And, uh, you know, UNLV, um, you know, who else from the from our conference? Uh, Colorado made it, but then they, they, they won the first game, lost their second game. They, yeah. beat, they beat Mighty Georgetown, which was good to see. Patrick Ewing. You know, I grew, up, I grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and so I grew up when Patrick Ewing, I was a couple years younger than Patrick Ewing, so he was like a senior in high school when I was starting high school. Yeah. And um, I'd always see him. He was gigantic gigantic i mean just monstrously huge and i would always see him he was at a he would always hang out at a place this is this is dumb boston uh uh territorialism or something like that but my my hangout was a place called peter park um uh patrick ewing hung out of the place called hoyt hoyt park and um it was you know we had the white section we had the puerto rican section there was the black section of cambridge this is the uh you know, the late seventies, early eighties. And, um, and, and so it was, uh, you know, nobody, there was, uh, there was no, there was no, um, uh, cross contamination, if you will. Yeah. Um, or what, what do we say to cross pollination? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the guys from Peter Park never went to Hoyt Park unless there was going to be a fight. And, you know, the guys from, uh, there was a, there was a park in between us called Trash Park. And, uh, cause it was just full of trash. And, um, uh, those guys never went to either one of our two parks. So it was kind of, uh, Kind of wild times, but boy, he was just gigantic. And I could not believe that a guy from Cambridge Ringe and Latin was going to go play college ball anywhere. Yeah. And uh, he ends up going to Georgetown, and now he's coaching there. So I was kind of happy for him, but I was also happy to see that he got bounced because I think, you know, those guys think a lot of themselves. So, <laughs> yeah. Plus, he never liked yeah. the Celtics. His, his big thing was he didn't like the Boston Celtics, and they're my hometown team. So. There you go. Yeah, all right. We've gotten way far away. This is not the WCHL podcast. Let's get back on track here, Andrew. Um, Yeah, this isn't Chris Perry's story time. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. Do you have any kind of faint little heart music or anything you can play in the background for us? Oh, boy. Hey, the rankings, the new rankings came out today, Andrew, um, on Wednesday, March 24th. And we have a new number one. A new number one. Robert Ooh. Morris, despite beating Mercyhurst eight to nothing, is Dunzo at number one. They yeah. fall to number who, three. Who could possibly Ohio be number one now? <laughs> you know what? The great thing is Ohio keeps creeping up in the rankings. Oh yes, they do. The longer they play, the more the more they move up. The more games they lose, the the higher they go. <laughs> you know what I mean, good lord. Oh, I knew the, I knew you would love that. Adrian is the new number one team in the nation. Followed by Lindenwood and Robert Morris. Um, uh, Liberty is the number four team in the nation. Actually, Liberty drops a spot with their loss to Ohio. Yeah. Minot State stays at number five. Ohio is now number six. Lawrence Tech is number seven. Indiana Tech is number eight, even though Indiana Tech um, just won the WAC championship. Iowa State moves up a spot to number nine. Jamestown is number 10. And then we finish it with uh, Aquinas, number 11. Maryville out of the B Conference is number 12. Missouri State out of the A Conference is number 13. And uh, Calvin is number 14. Canisius, number 15. And Davenport is 16. And then if we go a couple of more places, 17 is McKendry, 18 is Mercyhurst, and 19 is Concordia Ann Arbor. 20 is our favorite team, Midland, the penalty minute leaders of the ACHA. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, that's only significant, uh, Andrew, for a couple of reasons, okay? And it's it's significant because two of the normal auto bids that would get eaten up, Robert Morris from the terrible Pittsburgh League and Kinesius from the god-awful Buffalo League um, are now in the top fifth, uh, top sixteen, so they're yeah, not going to bump a, anybody. Yeah, about time. Yeah. Now, Kinesius, I mean, who knows? They might because they went from number six last week to number fifteen. So, um, yeah. you know, let's give them another week. We do have one more week in rankings. They'll probably fall to number you know twenty three or something next week. Um, but uh, and, and and there's one other league, the terrible uh, Philadelphia League. The ECHA, um, I say they're terrible. I mean, I give them a hard time because they're always at the bottom <laughs> of the rankings. But uh, I know, and I know those kids play just as hard as other kids. It's just they, you know, they they see it more as club more than anything yeah. else, as as opposed to real hockey. Um, but that conference, they don't have anybody playing right now except for William Patterson. But William Patterson can't leave New Jersey. Uh, their yeah, school, so yep. So they're stuck. And they're not coming to nationals. 
about that? So it, right now, it looks like top 16, Davenport would be in. Um, however, however, that's uh, right Right now, we have to play like. Until until we get the official word from William Patterson that they cannot leave, we have to play like they're going to be there. Yep. So uh, with those results from over the weekend and with these new rankings, we have uh, five teams that have clinched a spot in the national tournament. Remember, Andrew, we have nine spots guaranteed, one for each conference, and then a tenth spot to the top independent uh, ranked at the time. Yeah, that'll be Minot. That'll be Minot. But right now we had five teams that clinched, and that's number four, Liberty. They clinched the ECESCHL, the Eastern States Collegiate Hockey League. Indiana Tech winning the playoffs has has, has, uh, clinched the WAC. Maryville has clinched the B Conference, the MCH. And Missouri State, congratulations, you've clinched the A Conference, the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League. There you go. Well, you should be sending the trophy up there pretty soon. <laughs> well, let me get right on that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Kinesius, it says here, Kinesius clinched the Terrible Buffalo League, that NECHL, the Northeastern Collegiate Hockey League. Yeah. So that means we still have five other guaranteed spots available, the Great Lakes League, the Central States League, the Terrible Pittsburgh League, Independent, and then the Terrible Philly League. So uh, those will probably go to Adrian Lindenwood. I was going to say, Adrian Lindenwood, they'll probably be locking those up. Yeah, Minot State, and then we've already talked about, you know, uh, William Patterson. So Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, if Nationals were played today, remember last week we had – I think we had five out of the eight op- five out of the eight oh, yeah. matchups. Just, just a terrible lineup last week, right? Yeah, because there were going to be repeats, you know. But I, uh, think it, I think it looks a little better this week. It looks a lot better. Trust me, it looks yeah. a lot. There's no, there are no repeats. There are no conference games only. Now, what that means, Andrew, is we're probably going to screw it up, and next week we'll go back and it'll be awful yeah, again. No. That'll be what we're stuck with. <laughs> yeah, next week when it counts. But here we go. Um, if the if Nationals were played today, number one, Adrian would take on William Patterson, number 16. Now, remember, William Patterson probably won't go, so that number 16 spot right now would go to Davenport. Yeah. Which, um, hey, watching an Adrian-Davenport, that's a rivalry series there. That'd there you be a go. cool game to watch. Yep. Number two, Lindenwood would uh, get the pleasure of smoking the ever-loving heck out of number 15, Kinesius. Yeah, congratulations. You won the Buffalo League. Play, yeah. play, play the big boys now. Yeah, come on down and just get your butt waxed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Now, here's the one that concerns me a little bit. Number three, Robert Morris would take on number 14, Calvin. That's not a that's not a guarantee for Robert that's, Morris. No, that's not a cakewalk. That's not uh, a cakewalk. And we have an issue. Uh, Calvin, uh, again, sidebar here. Um, Calvin is a school, it's a religious school that does not play games on Sunday. If they win their first game, they will play in the quarterfinals on Sunday. However, we've made arrangements there. Again, prior ACHA regime, the, the regime that, that was there before I had to step in um, for that one year. The, the, that regime told Calvin that, um, that re- I mean, how can I just say it? gently i'm not i'm not going to um the the former executive director lied to calvin and told them that the acha division one if calvin made it to sunday that the acha division one tournament would just go on pause for sunday and bump everything back by a day yeah not a chance not a chance of that ever happening spending schools money left and right and yeah for eight schools we're going to bump eight schools for one 
And then, um, or seven other schools for one. And then uh, on the flip side of that, the ACHA was lied to because we were told that Calvin was going to re-examine their uh, Sunday, uh, their, their prohibition against play on Sunday, yeah, and that they, they were, it yeah, and they were all they were going to probably get rid of that here in the next couple of years. Never going to. We were told subsequently uh, there too that there was no chance of that happening. It's part. Of, it's it's ingrained in their system. That's what they do and. There's no yeah, chance of that not, happening. Not happening. So, uh, anyways, Robert Morris Calvin um, uh, is is the matchup now. If Calvin wins, the um, I'm just telling you right now, look for a late night game on Sunday night, probably Sunday Sunday night, Monday morning, with a 12:01 puck drop. Oof. Yes. How would you like? How'd you like to be the opponents of that thing? No, mm-hmm. because then you got to come back and play in the semifinals the very next night. I mean, yeah. the very same day. Very same yeah, day. Not, yeah, not. No bueno. No bueno. So number three, uh, Robert Morris against 14 Calvin. Come on, Robert Morris. Um, yes. Liberty would take on Missouri State at 4-13. That's, that's a good little matchup. That's a great matchup. And it's a, it's, it's a, it would be a makeup because, remember, Missouri State was supposed to go to Liberty this weekend or this season. Yep. And uh, weather got the better of them. Yeah, what, weather I, prevented that from happening. And I, and I like uh, I like how Missouri State matches up with Liberty. Man, that would be a bruiser of a game, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good one. There's I, a lot like of physicality, a lot of penalty minutes. I like that matchup. Number five, Minot State would take on number twelve, Maryville. That uh, mm-hmm. yeah, could be ugly. Yeah, could get ugly. Yeah, could be ugly. Number six, Ohio would Ugh. take on number eleven, Aquinas. Uh, go Aquinas. Well, you know what would happen? Ohio's going to lose, but still advance. Um, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's probably. Number seven, Lawrence Tech would take on number 10, Jamestown. There's a game uh-huh. right there for you. And then uh, the 8-9 yeah. game would be Indiana Tech against Iowa State. Yeah, I think that one would get ugly. Not bad. Not You think it would get ugly, huh? Yeah, I think so. You think Indiana Tech would get ugly on Iowa State, or Iowa State would get ugly on Indiana I think, Tech? Yeah. I think Iowa State would get ugly with them. Woo! I don't know. Indiana Tech's, I think Indiana Tech's pretty salty. Yeah, I mean, they're 15-5, and five, so I mean, they could be, but... Who have they? Who have they really played? Have they played anybody, quote unquote, of the big boys? You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, we'll see. But uh, those are good matchups, with the exception of the Adrian Davenport matchup. All of them uh, are. All of them are new matchups. And Lawrence Tech. I mean, good lord, they're two zero and one. I mean, Jamestown will just run yeah. roughshod all over them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That that one will probably get ugly. Indiana Tech, Iowa State. That'll get ugly. I think. Yeah. Yeah, right. but that, I like I like I like the uh, first. What is that? Five matchups or so? Not so. Like yeah, the, not bad at all. Yeah, I like the first five matchups. I think it's going to be funny. Uh, everyone's going to be rooting against Calvin just because they don't <laughs> yeah. want him to play on Sunday. Well, yeah, <laughs> Nobody I wants mean, to be there for a midnight game. Imagine yeah. get the game over at two, and then you have to. Yeah, then you have to come back and play at like four o'clock or something the next they, day. They, they that, play in the afternoon. They would play in the eight o'clock semifinal. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's brutal. Brutal is right. That is brutal. I would think this is just me. I think God's a little bit more forgiving, and He would allow those kids to play at a regular time on Sunday. Well, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's here's here's the rules of the tournament. Your game is Sunday at three o'clock. Be there to play it. If not, you forfeit. The other team moves on and going about your business. You know? Well, you know that's that's the way su- that's the way it's going to be for uh, from from this season on, or not this season, but from next season on out. 
Um, but because both parties, you know, and this was my doing uh, as the interim executive director, I tried to cut the baby in half because we were lied to and because we, the ACHA was lied to and because Calvin was lied to, we figured we were both kind of lured into um, – uh, this this arrangement and so we yeah. we said look for the next for the next three years and we've actually it's actually been extended to this fourth year because last year was um canceled um uh, for the next uh three years if this happens then you know we'll play the game at midnight but but you know after that it's all bets are off and you know you yeah, gotta you gotta figure it out you're either gonna yeah, figure it out yeah, if you're gonna, or whatever yeah if you're gonna stay in division one that's great um but you know we're going to play. We're not changing our times, or you can uh, go down to another division where they don't play on Sunday. Yeah, because D two and D three, there's a lot of other schools that don't play on Sunday, and so they make they specifically avoid Sunday play. Crazy, so crazy, cra- isn't it? Crazy, crazy. Hey, uh, two more things with regard to nationals, and then we'll take a quick break. There's a uh, spectator policy. Um, th- you know, the, because this is a COVID year and, uh, you know, the event is going to be happening at the Maryville University Hockey Center, there are not going to be any tickets available for sale to the general public or to moms and dads or anything like that. So um, the way it's going to work, they are going to allow fans in, but but Maryville has instituted a pass list and the teams, um, uh, in order to get a pass list, it's a pass list of 75, uh, for 75 people, 75 spectators. It costs $400. And, uh, with, with that $400 payment, you can put 75 names on a, on your pass list and they'll be admitted to the, um, to the arena. Now they're going to have to go through a separate entryway and there's, you know, there's going to be limitations on where they can go and where they can congregate because they want to kind of keep the spectators away from the players, at least within the building. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but, um, so there's no tickets available. So if you're listening to, uh, the WCHL podcast, number one, thank you. And number two, we're sorry, <laughs> yeah. but number yeah, three, sorry, yeah. don't go to, do not go to, um, uh, don't go to Maryville in mid-April unless you're guaranteed, unless you know for sure that your team has purchased the pass list. And, you're, and, and your name is on it. And that you're on it. And I'll tell you, there's no, you know, it's $400 for 75 names. It's not $200 for 30 names and, you know, $10 for one name. It's yeah. $400 for up to 75 names. And they don't care if you use one name or they don't care if you use 75 um, but, uh, that's it. And if you don't, if you choose not to, not to do it, that's fine. They don't care. Yep. Um, no fans. Back, right? That's right. Just no fans. So, um, just be warned if, especially for those uh, folks from Missouri state that are going to plan on going up to St. Louis to try to get in. There are no tickets available at the door. Tickets will, um, spectators are going to be limited to 75 per game. And you'll probably have to talk to, uh, Ryan Armstrong, the general manager, uh, for Missouri State to make sure that you are uh, one of the 75 that's uh, uh, going to be on the on an available pass list. Oh boy! So so how are the likes of you and I getting into this event? Slim and none. Well, m- me, I'm supposed to work it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I don't know that I'm going to be able to. I'm going to. I don't yeah. know that I'm going to be able to go. 
Um, I'm, I, I should know here by the end of the week. Um, and it's not looking good, I'll just tell you. I've already told the ACHA it's not looking good. Um, but, yeah, you and you, not happening. You know, yeah. so uh, it's... it's uh, they want to keep it. They want to keep a controlled environment, and yeah. they're, they're taking down everybody's name and everybody's phone number. So if something terrible does happen, they'll be able to contact, trace, and advise everybody. It is a it is a good thing that I am not going to be able to make it. There you go. That weekend anyway. How well, about that? we'll have to watch. You're going to be at a shower. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the the other thing is uh, they've got a COVID policy that's in place. All the teams are going to have to test or provide some negative testing before they show up within three days of them showing up in St. Louis. And it's my understanding, Andrew, that the four teams that play in the semifinals on Monday are all going to get tested as well before, well, the, between the Sunday game and the Monday game. Yeah. So it's uh, they've got a COVID policy that's in place. They're taking this seriously. And as they should, as they should, I mean, they want to keep everybody safe and they don't want a super spreader event. And I can tell you that, um, you know, not, it's not any inside baseball, but, um, you know, the athletic director at Missouri at, uh, Maryville university, the, uh, head trainer in for all of athletics at, at, uh, Maryville university, uh, the executive director for the ACHA, they, this is keenly and, uh, on the at the forefront, it is on the front burner for all of those gentlemen. Really? Oh yeah, this is a big deal. I mean, they want to do it and they want to do it right, but they also want to do it safely. Yeah. So. Uh, Very interesting. Interesting, interesting. Hey, uh, let's uh, take a quick break. Boy, we've rambled on for a little bit, and uh, take a quick little uh, hiatus, and then we'll come right back and talk about some of the upcoming games, uh, some fact or fiction with Andrew, and then eh, got a. I got a Gritch, and then I got a uh, an Atta Boy for you, and then uh, we'll see uh, maybe whatever Andrew has to say. Sound there good? Go. That sounds like a deal to me. Here we go. Well, he was more than just a coach. Uh, he was really a teacher. Work that pump. That's the way I like it. What the hell? Would... You gonna let him stand in here like a? Holy! Just because you look like the gimp don't mean you play like the gimp. Don't let him stand in here and punk you like you patting him on the legs. Give him the gourmet shot. Be a bad motherfucker. Here you go. Let's go. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All righty, Andrew. Boy, a little Jules Winfield there to get us going, huh? Oh, boy. Getting the Inglewood Jack right there, baby. <laughs> I love it. Come on, you got to love Samuel L. Jackson. Huh? Yes, he is. He is a great. He is great. <laughs> he is great. I love it. Hey, Missouri State does play this week. This is these are their final home games of the season. They're taking on the Tigers from Division Two East Texas Baptist University. East Texas Baptist University. That Ooh. rolls right off your tongue, doesn't it? ETBU. That sounds like it ought to be like a credit union or something. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. For your for a low mortgage rate state, call ETBU. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that or an insurance company. Uh, oh boy. So hey, Missouri State versus the uh the Tigers of ETBU. They're they're out of Marshall, Texas, and they play their games forty minutes away in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's a hike. That's a hike. Wow. Good for them. And they're going to Springfield to go get their tails kicked, is what I'm thinking. And then we also have, uh, coming up, we have the, there is no, 
there's no Western Collegiate Hockey League playoff. We never had one. We had, we've never had one, and then we had one for the season, and then we never had it again. So it was off. We've never had one. Then, we, then we had one. It was on, and then it's off again. So Missouri State um, wins the WCHL playoffs. If we had one, so congratulations to you guys. Your trophy's on the way. The B conference. I canceled the. Uh, um, I canceled that playoff. That was supposed to be this upcoming weekend at the Maryville University Hockey Center. But my thought was. Um, and it's, uh, I was more concerned with the health of the kids than I was yeah. with, with playing games. Um, I know that everyone's getting, you know, the vaccines are getting out there more and more and, um, but I still, in my, in my little peanut of a brain, I thought to myself, mm-hmm. I would much rather kids get sick. If they're going to get sick, I'd rather they get sick playing at nationals than get sick mm-hmm. playing at my event. Yeah. Um, and that's only because I've. It's my understanding, and I could be wrong. I'm not a COVID expert, other than the fact I've had it. Um, is you, your your symptoms really start to show up about a week or two after you get exposed to it? And all, all I could think of was people get exposed to it at our MCH playoffs, and then a week or two later, when they're supposed to go to nationals, is when they get sick. Yeah, and yeah. I and thought that would are. just stink. Yeah. So MCH playoffs are off, but uh, the Great Lakes playoffs are going on this weekend. The Central States playoffs are going on this weekend. And the playoffs, it's a one-game playoff, but it's the playoff for that terrible uh, Pittsburgh League is going this weekend. Oh. Yeah, I know. So, oh. uh, so Andrew, you know what that means. Time, oh boy. time for a little fact or fiction. Oh, time for Andrew to win. <laughs> time for Andrew's winning time. Here we go. Uh, Andrew, fact or fiction, Missouri State sweeps East Texas Baptist University this weekend. Fact. Fact. All right, here we go. Side bet. Side bet. Are you ready? Side bet. Missouri State Missouri State scores 15 goals or more on the weekend. Over, the under. Week. Over. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm going to put the over. I'm going to put the bar at 15. So you tell me, are they going to score over or under 15 goals on the entire two-game set? Hmm, I'm going to go over. Over. Andrew takes the over. All right. Pressure's on for all those folks listening in Springfield. So Missouri State, 15 goals over, says Andrew. All right, Andrew, in the Great Lakes playoffs, there's only three teams playing, Adrian, Davenport, and Calvin. Okay. Adrian yep. plays Davenport, Davenport plays Calvin, then Adrian plays Calvin. So each team gets two games each, right? They play one another. So Calvin, remember, the team that can't play on Sundays, is going to be playing Davenport and Adrian this weekend in the Great Lakes playoffs. Andrew, fact or fiction, Calvin wins a game. Calvin wins either against Adrian or against Davenport. Fact or fiction. Ooh. I am going to go fiction. Fiction. You're going to say they lose both. I think they lose both. I'm with you, boy. I hope so. I hope so. Let's, uh, cause Calvin is 14 and Davenport is 16. That would, that would, uh, that would limit the word. Hopefully maybe that would bump Calvin all the way out, but yep. I hate to root against state college, but boy, I really <laughs> yeah. don't want that Sunday game. Yeah, well, yeah, for the for the ease of scheduling, right? It's not going to matter to me. I might not be there, right? So, but if I'm there, boy, that's the last thing I want. Yeah, no joke. Oh boy. 
Uh, all right, Andrew, here we go. Fact or fiction. Let's play. It's the Central States League playoffs. It's Iowa State, Lindenwood, and Ohio, and they're doing the same thing that the Great Lakes Leagues are doing. Iowa State is playing Lindenwood and then Ohio. Ohio is playing Lindenwood and Iowa State. So here we go. Fact or fiction. Ohio. Remember, they're going to play Iowa State and Lindenwood, and the games are at Lindenwood. Ohio, fact or fiction, will win a game this weekend. Fact. Ooh, who do you think they're going to beat, Lindenwood or Iowa State? I think they beat Iowa State. Oh, my gosh. The Fighting Fairmans are going to be so upset with you. They're not going to want to schedule with you at all anymore. Uh, that's all right. Oh, gosh. All right, here we go. Last one. It's the <laughs> terrible playoffs at the uh, for the terrible Pittsburgh League. Mercyhurst is playing Robert Morris. Remember, Robert Morris was number one. Now they're number three. Mercyhurst just played Robert Morris last week and got killed eight to nothing. Got hammered. Yeah, eight nothing. So here we go, Andrew. Fact or fiction in these terrible Pittsburgh conference playoffs. Robert Morris wins over Mercyhurst. Fact or fiction? Oh, that's a fact. No doubt. All right. Well, that's probably a lay down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, in, in here we go, Andrew. It's the last. Um, it's, it's a two-parter for the last fact or fiction. Now, last week I did with Ryan Armstrong, we had a, the reappearance of the ACHA Fight Club. You know, before it was um, Maryville's John Hogan versus Missouri State's Jeremy Law. Yep. And last week with Ryan Armstrong, um, I asked him about a, it was a four-way cage match. For with all the Missouri State guys, um, Steve Casson, Jeremy Law, Cliff Cook, and Ryan Armstrong, who would win? And Ryan, being the political guy he is, he he chose his head coach. I mean, he knows where his bread is buttered, right? So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So here we go. I've got it's got a little ACHA Fight Club, but it's a it's a two parter for you. ACHA Fight Club uh, right now. ACHA Commissioner Brian Men's Division One Commissioner Brian Moran versus ACHA Men's Division One Vice President Gordy Scheffler. Andrew, mm. fact or fiction, who wins? You know what? I'm just going to say, don't, we're not going to go with the who wins. I'll say Moran over Gordy, fact or fiction? Fiction. You say Gordy would take Moran, huh? I say Gordy takes him. Why do you say that? Is because Gordy's like a little spider monkey and he'd be all over the place, whereas Moran's kind yeah. of stiff and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like Big Bird, and so the spider monkey would get the hold of the Big Bird and just take him down. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah. all right. I'm gonna th- I take Gordy. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you here. Ready? Now yeah. it's a, now it's a three way cage match. ACHA Division One Commissioner Brian Moran, ACHA Vice President D One Vice President Gordy Scheffler, the the spider monkey, and ACHA Executive Director Craig Barnett. Ooh. Three men enter. Only one will exit. Who exits? Ooh, I think Mar- uh, Moran, Gordy, or Barnett. I think I think uh, Barnett exits the arena. Oh come on! Why do you say that? <laughs> I think he does. He's old. He yeah, he's got old man strength. He's he's, he's got- you know I say I say he's old. He's fifty five. <laughs> you know I mean come on I'm fifty four right? So, <laughs> yeah, well he's got the professional experience. Yep, he's got professional experience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he's and he's an old man compared to the other two. So yeah, I think he. Uh, I you, think he takes him down. You don't think those are weaknesses? You don't think the two young guys would gang up on the old guy and throw him out of the top rope and all, out of the cage? And nah, I think experience. I think experience. I think he's gonna let the two young guys sit there and wear themselves out and uh, 
then capitalize when he when it's his opportunity. He probably is. He's got some uh, old tricks up his sleeve. Kind of a been there, done that attitude, huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Those old those those two young ones would be uh, flying off of tables and ladders and chairs and oh, all yeah, that kind totally. of stuff. And he'll just pull out like the uh, you know socko or the mandible claw or something like that. And yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe you know what he'll do? He'll he'll do the old big Swede Hanson, the old pile driver. God, <laughs> yeah. When I was growing up, and again, here we go back to Boston. When I was growing up in the WW, it was the WWF at the time, and it was just a local New England type thing. Bruno San Martino was the was the the great um, <laughs> the great champion, uh, but there was a guy who was, and, and you know, we had the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, and before they yeah. before they went national, when in you know it was all Friday night fights or whatever it was before they, you know, it was Hulk Hogan when they were all regional things, but boy, when I was a kid, we loved this wrestler, and he was just a big old goofball, but it was big Swede Hansen. And all he'd do is, I mean, he, he couldn't move worth a lick, but he was gigantic. And if he got a hold of you, you were done. Yeah, you got those big bear paws on you. You were, you were toast. He'd turn you upside down, put your head between his knees, and give you the pile driver, and you were gonzo for life. And uh, at least until the next match. Yep. And, uh, God, we love Sweet Hanson. And we, uh, I wasn't a big fan of Bruno San Martino. He had a little lisp and uh, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't the big fan of Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and uh, the the Magnificent Morocco and oh all those guys were coming into their uh, the that was that was you know right when wrestling was getting big. So you think Barnett yeah. is going to give the old pile driver to these guys? Yep, yeah, he can get those big old bear paws on those guys and they're toast. All right, all right, all right. So there we go. Missouri State sweeps uh, East Texas Baptist. Andrew says yes. Andrew says Calvin will not win a game. Andrew says that Ohio will win a game. Andrew says Robert Morris will beat Mercyhurst. And then in our ACHA Fight Club, uh, he says Gordy will take down Moran in the two-man fight. But if it's a three-man thing, Barnett, Gordy versus uh, Moran, Barnett all the way because of his old man's slyness, his trickiness. Yeah, yeah. He's, his old man's savvy. His, gris, his old man's savvy. <laughs> God, I hope those guys never listen to this. <laughs> you're in trouble if they do <laughs> yeah they they don't come on they, they can't even find this thing so although that'd be kind of fun we, we the acha fight club god i'm gonna get in so much trouble hey uh andrew got some time for some uh gritches or or an attaboy uh, what do you got what do you got what do you want first you want the gritch or the attaboy uh, i'll hear your gritches first well it's only one and it's really i just don't like daylight savings time okay it just throws me off i hate it i'm not a fan of it i when I come home from work, I hate that it's still, you know, three or four hours until uh, daylight, uh, until the sun goes down. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. I wish that uh, I wish that the states would pick one uh, time and stick with it. I know that yeah. Arizona does that, and it, you know, when I was growing up, uh, I always thought Arizona was so weird because they did that. You know, when the rest of the nation switched, they, you know, why are forty nine states doing it? They've got to be doing it right. Yep. Not 50, and then it turns out that the 50th state's got it down. So I would get rid of daylight savings time. Pick one or the other. Yeah, I, I, I would. I don't I, care which one it is. Just pick one. Yeah, I would. I would pick where we at where where we're at, so we can have an extra three or four hours of daylight. Yeah. When we when we get home, and then uh, yeah, can't do anything in the dark. More sure. time to do do things outside. Oh well. 
Okay. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> well, I'm just not a fan. It's, you know, last week was, uh, was a terrible week for me in terms of uh, timing and time-wise. Not that I, you know, was late or anything. It was just, you know, you always feel like, well, you know, I've lost so much. So, yeah. anyways, I would, uh, kudos to Arizona, to the state of Arizona for figuring it out and for doing it right. And, uh, you know, pox on all the rest of them for screwing up the the clock. Keep it one clock. I don't want to have to change it yeah. back and forth all this time. Yeah. Keep it, keep it where we are now. Yeah. Give, us, give us more daylight. I mean, if we're going to do anything, add more hours to the day. Don't, you know, don't, don't, you know, bump us back when shift hours, but make yeah. it, make the day a 26 hour day or something. Yeah. Give yeah. me more time yeah. to sleep. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, my attaboy. Yeah, let's hear your attaboy. My attaboy, right my attaboy is for a uh, for a young man who is uh, he's a pod, he was a former podcast guest. He's a semi frequent podcast listener. Um, Bronson Moore from Arizona State University, the Sun Devils. You remember he got called up to uh, he played for the Sun Devils uh, yep. this past year, last year, and um, then he got called up, even though ASU didn't play a game club wise. Uh, in the ACHA, they didn't play a game. He got called up to the NCAA team, um, and he spent the second semester with the NCAA team, and uh, actually got in uh, got in a game against. I think it was against Minnesota. Very nice. Uh, Minnesota, or Wisconsin. I think it was Minnesota. Um, could have been Wisconsin. I don't know. I forget. But uh, what six saves on eight shots? You know, they were Very getting nice. their they were getting their tail kicked. So yeah. he came in for some uh, mop up duty, and he did pretty well. So you nice. you know who I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. All right. Good kid. Yeah, he's yeah he's a great little kid. Yeah. Great, great kid. Always gives us a hard time whenever he sees us. <laughs> gives you a hard time. <laughs> well, he's not going to see us anymore because he's uh, officially on the NCAA roster now. Very so, nice. So yeah, for for the upcoming season. So he it just goes to show with a lot of hard work, and a good attitude, and um, you know, off an, an awful lot of luck. You can go from the ACHA men's Division One up to an NCAA Division One team, and uh, if you need proof of that, look no further than Mr. Bronson Moore. So, congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah, good for good for him. He's uh, he's going to get a lot of swag now. Uh, he got a lot of swag already just for uh, hanging out with those guys for uh, for half a season and for uh, being a you know going on their road trips from heck because yeah. they were on the road forever. But oh, uh, yes. And now he's officially uh, part of the NCAA team, and uh, yeah, it came down today. So good for good for Bronson. Yeah, good, good for him. Well deserved. Bittersweet for the ACHA because he was a he's a number one goaltender in the ACHA, at least for the uh, for the Sun Devils. So bittersweet that uh, Coach Green is now going to have to make up his uh, you know find another goaltender. But yep. uh, good, good for him that he graduates a kid from uh, the ACHA onto the NCAA team. And, yeah, and, I bet. And good I bet for you. Powers to reward a good kid. Yeah, no, totally, uh, totally. I bet you, I bet you, Coach Green's not too disappointed that he's got to have to replace him. No, he was thrilled. He was absolutely thrilled for the young man. So uh, yeah. yeah, he let me know, That's, and uh, then I got on the horn with Bronson, and he was like, "Damn, news travels fast, doesn't it?" And I was like, "Well, it's good news. It should should travel fast." And, and how about recruiting for uh, Coach Green now? I mean, oh. holy, holy smokes! Yeah, exactly. Really, uh, yeah, is it smokes. is if recruiting is if recruiting the Arizona State wasn't easy enough? Yeah, now you can say, hey, come here, work your tail off, 
do what's right and you could end up here you know holy smokes i mean maybe i'm just totally blowing smoke but i i would think it at arizona and even at vegas to a certain degree recruiting would be so easy you yes. with the with with the weather and with the um with the social scene i guess as a way to put it you know <laughs> yeah, the, the, social the, scene. the very blonde social scene <laughs> yes. and um now with the uh with uh you know the ability to to you know play golf year round year and, round yes you know flip-flops and uh shorts and just you know have a great time and go to school i, I would think at any one of the grand canyon arizona state arizona and like i said vegas to a certain degree um it should be you would think it'd be relatively easy to uh to recruit i i know i'm totally wrong on that but um that, that's my mindset right now. I'm sitting here thinking, boy, if I could you know, put me in one of those schools and I would just kill. Yeah. I mean, I'll be over every kid that, that, you know, ever thought about lacing up some hockey skates and I'd be on them like white on rice and they'd be, we, we, we would kill. Just take one campus tour at Arizona state and you're in, right? Oh, or, or Tucson. I mean, Tucson's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Tucson's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. You know? That would be, Yeah. But congrats to Bronson. How about that? Yeah, yeah, good for him. Good things happen to good people. I told him so. Uh, so that's good. Well, hey, that's yeah. all. That's all I got. You know what, it, Andrew? I was going to ask you what was the last oh, book boy. that you read. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was over a year ago, wasn't it? Oh, when I when I graduated, <laughs> graduated when you graduated high school or college? <laughs> yeah, college. Yeah, that had been that had been the last book I read. All right, te- te- textbooks don't count. What's the yeah. last What's the last book that you read for pleasure? Uh, that would be the Heroin Diaries from Nikki Six, I believe. Oh my gosh! There I almost go. I almost spit out my ginger ale there, Andrew. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the Heroin Diaries by Nikki Six of Motley Crue. You weren't expecting that one, were you? No, but it fits perfectly with mine because uh, I had a perfect delivery. You know, I'm uh, I'm part of this. Uh, it's kind of a, a it's a, you know I. I I don't want to brag or anything, you know, but part of this little, uh, this little club that, um, you know, where you can order stuff online and it shows up the next day, it's called prime. Um, and so I ordered a couple of books and they showed yeah. up today and one of them is, uh, called, uh, once a rocker, always a rocker. And it's by a guy named, uh, cow. You'll, you'll get a kick out of this is so corny. His name is cowboy mock bell. <laughs> I know. I mean, can you get corny or what? Um, yeah, but know, he right? was he was the lead singer for the Joe Perry Project. When Joe Perry, who is not related to me, um, when he left uh, the band Aerosmith, he formed his own little band, uh, the Joe Perry Project. And he was down and out and all sorts. He went through lead singers a couple of times. And this cowboy guy wrote a book. I guess he actually took a diary of his two years of singing with Joe Perry. So I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool to read. Yeah. And then there's another book that I, I just picked up. I'm going to read it. It's called Nothing But a Good Time. And yeah. it's uh, the history of uh, hair, heavy metal, and all that kind of stuff from the 80s. And it's, uh, you know, it's supposed to have all their, you know, tales of debauchery and, and yeah. what have you. From, you know, from the big boys like Motley Crue, like what you just described, all the way to the, uh, to some of the, the lower known things, but you know, those were the solid days for me growing up with that eighties hairband junk. So, uh, loud guitars and, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say, you know, 
uh, I was in the spandex and uh, aquanet hair and, you know, guys dressing like girls and looking like girls and that kind of stuff. But I just like, you know, the loud music. and Yes. So those those two books kind of piqued my interest. And it's so it's kind of funny that you said the heroin diaries because uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. wild stuff. I, I'm, I'm not, I have to admit though, Andrew, I'm not shocked that the last book that you read was probably, what, 10 years ago? Oh, good Lord. That Yeah, that was probably eight years ago. Wow. Okay. I, I just don't. I just don't have the attention span for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I. I sure do not. It's got. It's got to be on video in your office during work hours in order for you to pay attention to it, right? Yeah. And it's got to have a whole lot of action going on. It's got, if not, I tune it out. It's got to have a guy named the Crab Man, and it's got to be called <laughs> My Name Is Earl, or. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or The Godfather, or something like that. Yes, yes. All yeah. right, all right. Yeah, right. yeah. My, my wife can read books left and right all day long. Yeah? Oh, God. And I, yeah, I'm more, I'm more of an active person. I, uh, it, it, it explains an awful lot, Andrew. I just want to say that. It explains yeah, an yeah. awful lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, if I'm here at the house, especially this time of year, I'll, Nothing going on. I'll meander out to the garage, work in the wood shop, you know, do stuff like that. <laughs> stuff, with, stuff, with my, stuff with my hands, active things like that, right? Words, paragraphs, punctuation, yeah. Yeah, meaning. Snooze fest. Yeah, okay. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Deep, deep thoughts with Andrew Majorkirth here. Yeah, yeah. Snooze fest right there. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm not saying my stuff is any uh, academic, high quality type stuff either. But it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're even cowboy muckabob or whatever that was. <laughs> cowboy mock bell. God, what a if you, if you look him up, I mean, he is his. Do you remember the boxer Tommy Morrison? Yep. Picture Tommy Morrison in a leopard halter top, and that's what this guy looks like. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not what you. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a good look. So, Mm-mm-mm. all right, any gritches or uh, any accolades or anything that you want to throw out there or are we done? You know what? I, uh, I do not have much uh, to gripe about today. Oh, come on. Surprise, surprise enough. Surprisingly enough. You don't, you, you don't want to gripe about Ohio anymore? Well, it, I've beat that. I've beat that dead horse to, to oblivion. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. You yeah. know, we're going to have to yeah. do an, We're going to have to do an ACHA fight club with uh, the general managers. Oh yeah, I'm in. So yeah. I will, I will, you know, so I'll back up here for a second. So you kind of gave a little shout out to Bronson Moore there. Yeah. And, uh, last week, I don't know if you've been out there lately too, Tulsa. We talked about it a little bit after the, we got done with the pod last week, but we took my, uh, daughter to the gathering place and it's that big park that the city of Tulsa put in, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. It's been it's been ranked as the uh, in Time Magazine as the best public park in the uh, United States, and you know I that was my first trip up there to Tulsa, about an hour drive or so northeast of here, and uh, you know what I I give it up to them. It, it it was very nice. We spent the day there. We spent I don't know we were we were at the park seven eight hours. Very very nice park, very nice setting, and uh, so yeah, I'll give them a big shout out. And Andrew, did you go on the swing? I, I did everything. Are you kidding me? <laughs> did, did, you, did you go down the slide? I did go down the slides. I, oh, okay, Andrew, I don't want to break this to you, but I think your wife ended up taking both of her kids up to the gathering place and not <laughs> not her, 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 your wife and her husband taking your only kid up there. I think she took both of yeah. her kids. 
yeah so yeah here i am of course the place is just packed with people right because it's spring break and there's just just snot nose dripping kids everywhere you know everybody's wiping their nose with their hands and touching everything you know super spreader event and uh you know we're walking across rope bridges and going up and down slides and of course you know i'm what i'm six foot one and all this stuff is kid sized and there's just this hulking human being that looks like a hulking human being just because i'm in this kid's toy and oh i've never whacked my head so many times <laughs> but we had a we had a good time that's for sure andrew i just want to say a couple of things okay um uh, the this uh, spring break at the gathering place is not necessarily um uh the spring break i would think of um uh, you know. and uh whacking my head on spring break at the gathering place is definitely not the kind of spring break I would be thinking of. Um, so I just want to, just want to put both of those things out there. I would, uh, I would think a more, more of a beach beachy or a mountain atmosphere would be where I would rather be uh, whacking anything. So uh, on spring <laughs> yeah. break. So well, you know, it is though when you're, when you're the ice uh, connoisseur, you can't you can't stray too far away, you know. So <laughs> limited hours gives limited options, right? You're, you're, you're tethered, is what you're saying. There's a there's a right. there's a strong tether there. Well, we're gonna have That's to right. we're gonna have to snap that rubber band and. Uh... But we did. This will be right up your alley for oh. spring break. We, oh gosh. We did, however, find in downtown Tulsa, not too far from where you and I hang out, and have been known to hang out a time or two. We found this fantastic little ice cream place. Yeah. And I don't micro rose roses micro creamery or something like that. I don't remember what the I don't even remember what the name of the place is. But huh. I got I got strawberry ice cream with candied pecans and chocolate flakes. Like I'm gonna I'm not gonna say chocolate chunks, but it's like if you would like take a knife and scrape the top of a chocolate and just get a little flake of chocolate. Yeah. That's oof. Good and stuff, it huh? De- it was delicious. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, you know, I, ice cream, ice, ice cream does uh, get me get me going here. So, uh, uh, my, when I my, walked in, my attention is is peaked. I'm 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 intrigued. I uh, Rose Rock Micro Creamery is the name of it, <laughs> and it's just down the street from a place that you and I have been known to hang out a time or two. Oh, gee. Uh oh. Well, what, what's that? The uh, the no-tell motel or uh, the cheetah club yeah. or what? Yeah, the yeah the old Brady there. Oh, there we go. The Brady Theater, the old lady on Brady. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Any other gritches or uh, gripes or? Uh... Yeah, that's all. I think that's all I got for you. All right, all right. Well, hey, we want to thank everyone for listening to this uh, terrible edition of the ACHA. Uh, I said the ACHA podcast. Can you believe that? Holy crap. You got it's, the ACHA podcast, the I, ACHA fight club. Yeah, really. That's what I got in my, on my mind of the uh, WCHL podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening. Um, we're sorry for those that have uh, put up with this hour or so of just uh, driveling on. It's But it's, you know, we always enjoy it. And uh, hopefully we bring you some decent information, especially if you bring it, if you get anything out of this podcast today, it's that spectator policy uh, the, the pass list. It's what the NCAA teams are doing. They're not selling tickets. Uh, if they're even allowing fans, they're just, they're allowing teams to put names on a pass list. And so, uh, make sure that if you're going to nationals that you're on the pass list, because I would hate for you to fly from Kenai, Alaska or Alpharetta, Georgia, or wherever else 
just to find yourself in the parking lot at the Maryville University Hockey yeah. Center because they are not going to let you in. This is I'm deadly serious. They are deadly serious about this. So uh, thanks for listening to the WCHL podcast. Follow Andrew on Twitter at Stickford AM, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. I'm on Twitter at CJP and OKLA. We talk about nothing. We don't talk about anything hockey-related on our personal Twitter accounts for the most part. Um, Follow the WCHL podcast at WCHL Pod. That's on Twitter. The Western Collegiate Hockey League is at westernchl.com or westernchl on Twitter. And, um, you know, if you're inclined... Go ahead and rate us and like us and give us a good rating or give us whatever kind of rating you want. I prefer you give us a good rating, but, you know, that helps us out a little bit with uh, your podcast providers, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, or uh, wherever else you're tuning into us from. Most folks are either iTunes or Spotify, mostly iTunes. So check us out. And then uh, I promise next week we'll, we'll it'll be hairband less. There will no be not be a whole lot of hairband stuff. We'll be talking about rankings, the final rankings. We'll be talking about nationals. We'll be talking about matchups. We'll get Andrew's Factor Fiction uh, results. We'll also get Andrew's Factor Fiction predictions for, uh, for nationals. And we'll probably also talk to some other folks to get their take on uh, what they think is going to happen at nationals. Yes. We, uh, next week is going to be a big one, isn't it? It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. And, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All righty, Andrew, you know what? I've said enough time to get us out of here. All right, everybody have a good week. Take care of each other. Check in on your neighbors. Stay safe. And we'll catch you next week.